Adventures of the Podcast Dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um, I have I have some big news that I didn't tell you guys about in pre-show. Uh, oh, oh shit. Sneaking it in on us. Yeah, yeah, What's up, man? It, sneaking it in I like this. Um, I am no longer a horror fan. <laughs> I now only watch movies where somebody it used to be an assassin. All right. So like and like and I, sometimes they remember it and they're they're hiding it and sometimes they don't. But I watched this uh, thing on Netflix called uh, I know I watched something on Netflix. Wild. But um <laughs> it was called uh Who is Aaron Carter and she had like some life before him. I won't give it away because it's actually like a decent watch. And um and uh, I I recommend early recommendation for the show. Um and I just decided that and so I watched Salt and a Long Kiss Goodnight and uh you know, like a nobody, uh, nobody is really good. You know, so I'm now just, and so I'm changing the name of the podcast to another goddamn. I used to be an assassin. I might remember it. I might not. Podcast. Are you guys cool with that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little it's long worrying. on the tongue, but it, uh, you know, we can. <laughs> right. Another goddamn but, former assassin podcast. I don't, I don't know. know. I, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you can be a former assassin. I think yeah, you. Are, always, I, I, I think like yeah, you know, do, that's like one I of those love. things. Okay, cool. so I think I'm it's just... I think it's actually another goddamn born podcast then. I think that's what it is. Another yeah, goddamn but, Jason Bourne podcast. Yeah, yeah, but that's like uh, that's I mean but like as a as a as a you know a, used to be an assassin purist. I feel like the uh, <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Um I feel like the uh I feel like the Jason Bourne are sort of the fast and the furious. Oh, uh, right. Used to be a, used to be that's assassins, true. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. And let's get the... real. Like, what about Leon? Like the only thing Leon the professional. The yeah. only thing Matt Damon could kill is my heart. You know what I mean? Oh. So oh. you know, anyways. <laughs> what's up, Jonas? How's it going, man? It's good. It's uh dude, it was hot as fuck today in Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't dude, I have no idea why they decided to have the hottest day of the summer in September. Why they opened Brooklyn today. <laughs> Jesus. It was bad. It was fucking hot. So yeah, I went to work and then I got home as soon as I possibly could. It was way too hot. That's rad. Graham? I went uh, to the Natural Museum of Art um, and uh, was in the subway. It was really hot, but there it was really cool. I learned about the Big Bang and blue whales and uh, Irish masks, which weren't that great, honestly. I was really excited. They had a really cool like display. I was like, this is amazing. And the closer you got, they're kind of boring. Like these um, guys there's a lot like of red potato white. <laughs> well, I, I listen. I like as as like a half Irish person, half Eastern European, oh, yeah, half I'm, Irish. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we're a real good enough group of people. You know what I mean? Like uh, we're we're a real <laughs> I'm like fighting and, against that. But yeah, yeah, you know, we're a real like yeah. You know, yeah, it's time for a pint. You know what I mean? Like I think <laughs> it's a struggle uh, every day. Yeah. It's so I think. Is it covering? Is that mask covering the face? Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good. That's, a, that's, that's good, good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I want to say one thing real quick too. Um, recently, we lost uh, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Bray Wyatt. Um, 
Wyndham Rotund was his real name, uh, but he'll always be Bray Wyatt. He, uh, I dressed like him for Halloween for three years straight. Um, he, he basically and in between reunited. Halloweens, right? Yeah, like kind of. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when he was the cult, the swamp cult hillbilly. Yes, uh, Bray Wyatt brought horror to pro wrestling better than anyone had ever brought it. Better than the Boogeyman. Better than Undertaker. Better than anything you can think of. This dude brought actual horror, starting as the like a cult swamp cult hillbilly leader, and for, morphed into this demon mask made by Tom Savini and Jason Baker, masked like fiend that was like two parts of him or maybe more, and it was just amazing. And it all took place in this fun house at one point. It was one of the most bizarre and insane things in the world, and and wrestling didn't even really know what to do with him. And it was tragic that uh, we lost him so early. But I just wanted to say a uh, big RIP and uh, a lot of love to the family. And uh, yeah, follow the buzz. That shit was great. On yeah. a- I want to oh, I want to second. I want to yeah. second that, by the way. It's just, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt is probably one of those people, especially in professional wrestling, that I think is completely irreplaceable. Like to the point, I don't think anybody's ever going to have that kind of a mind in professional wrestling ever again so if you guys have not ever looked into what he did um go back and look at it from the very beginning as far back as you can go and just watch the transition of what he did and appreciate how good that dude's mind was it was just incredible so it was pretty great anyway on to fucking amazing news our guest today i'm very excited um She's directing a movie coming out called Bystanders that looks super fucking rad. And uh, she's also uh, the editor-in-chief of Dread Central. Yeah. Um, welcome, Mary Beth McAndrews. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And also, to talk about Bray Wyatt, uh, we just published an incredible like retrospective on his career that like looks at him from the very beginning, like and his, his dad and his grandpa all the way through. Yes. Shameless plug. I'm so sorry already, no, but if you want to remember, it's yeah. a really well written like look back on his career. So if you want a really cool primer on, I didn't know anything about him, and I have like a really deep appreciation for what he did now. Like it's really cool. So yeah, um, but yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank that's you. A great, that's a great that's lead. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. really great lead. Yeah. I, I don't watch professional <laughs> wrestling myself, so I just let these guys talk, and they they seem pretty excited about it. Um, <laughs> so. Pro wrestling and horror is very interesting to me as someone who does not know a lot about it, but I know a lot of people who love horror love pro wrestling. So I like know about it on the periphery. So it's very interesting to me. I just, it's, it feels like a soap opera. Like there's just so much. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to catch up on the history. Yeah. (laughs) They're very similar because I know during, um, during lockdown, uh, wrestling kind of went away, live wrestling. And that took up a lot of my TV time. Um, so to fill that time, I suddenly found myself just filling that time with horror. Like I didn't even really mean to, it's just Mm. what happened. And it became, uh, basically like I realized that it's just the good versus evil and the, and the, and the, the the big dresses and, and, and the, just the, the, I can't think of the word, but the, the celebration and yeah, yeah, the grandeur, the pageantry, the pageantry of it all is very horror in 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 a way and so yeah i think oh, yeah. they're very connected 
Um, I think it's camp, baby. It's it, it is. is high camp. Wrestling is high camp. Yeah, I don't really care. Is. It is campy as fuck. Anyway, yeah. I didn't yeah. do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> no, no, I, think, yeah. I do want to tell you guys both of you something, Ryan and Mary Beth. Um, if you guys ever want to see something hilarious, look up the very first episode of WWE ECW. Because the very first person that comes out is called the zombie. And it's just a dude <laughs> that looks like he's dressing in like dusty zombie clothes. And then one of the guys that's from ECW called the Sandman comes out and looks at him like, what the fuck is this? And then beats the living shit out of him with a <laughs> stick. Like he just beats the fuck out of him. And the commentators are just like, all right, well, the Sandman is beating the piss out of the zombie. <laughs> it's just, it's, I love it. Uh, it's hilarious. I, I probably won't check that out, but I, <laughs> um, but I appreciate it. Um, editor in chief of Dread Central. That's such a cool yeah. job. Like how? Like that's like every horror fan, literally slash writer <laughs> slash. You know what I mean? As like a hard times writer and a horror fan, something like like doing that. Like besides like like Dread Central, it's like Dread Central, Bloody Disgusting, and Fangoria would be like the the three like top tier horror writing these situations that it, that would be good. How do you uh how do you how do you end up there? Uh great question. It's the coolest job ever. I'm For the sure. luckiest mm-hmm. person in the world. Uh I do not ever forget how lucky I am and how cool it is that I have this job because I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever have a job in the industry. I was content with being a freelance writer, while having another unrelated uh desk job on the side, um, because that was just like the way that I was like just had to like, kind of come to terms with it. Like I knew the way the writing world was. I knew I had to pay my rent. Um, so I was working a lot of other jobs, like other, like nine to five desk jobs and so in social media and digital media and freelancing. And it all kind of just like, it was like fell in my lap, which is like so weird to say, but it was like an opportunity that someone told me about that actually ended up, it was like a social media opportunity that ended up morphing into editor in chief. So it was like, it came in with one role and then it kind of grew from there. Um, Yeah. That's no. like a very like TLDR of the whole city. Si- yeah. No, no, that's perfect. Right. No, that's perfect. Um, yeah, um, as a freelance writer myself, you are living the freelance writer's dream of like, wow, this will turn into something <laughs> I know. at some point. It's fucking, <laughs> it is. It's, it's fucking nuts. Like I know that. Like I'm, it, and I'm. It's it's crazy because again, like I was freelancing for five or six years. Mm-hmm. I was just used to like just pitching and trying to do what I could while also trying to maintain the nine to five. Uh, were you writing yeah. about horror mostly? Yeah, so I was writing mostly about horror has always been my thing for a very long time. So I wrote a lot about horror. Um, I wrote about other like other movies too, but it was the horror was like my focus and my niche when I was pitching to a lot of outlets. And so I was writing for like Polygon and Thrillist and Roger Ebert and things like that, which was really cool. I've written for Fangoria a couple times. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've pitched to Vangoria a lot, but um, you know, I've I've only pitched them twice. Come to think of it, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I should pitch them more, but um, but it's uh, but it's uh, yeah. So, um, so so 
how is it at things at Dread Central? Like, is it is it, like it's got to be it's got to be a pretty cool like situation. Like, the information's really good. It's a great website. There's a lot of like cool stuff going on. You know, it's uh, it's um, and it's I mean, it's busy. You know, the up and coming yeah. stuff is amazing. Yeah, really. By is. the way, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you mean? Just like just covering like movies that really nobody's even heard of just going. Into oh, that. yeah. So that's like my thing. My favorite thing to do. So like when I came into Dread Central, I wanted us like I feel like the way I think about it is like I feel like bloody disgusting kind of feels a very specific news niche. Mm-hmm. Fangoria fills in this very specific like magazine. I know they have their digital stuff, but like the magazine niche and sure. Dread Central when I came in didn't necessarily have as much of a niche i feel like mm-hmm. um like obviously horror is a niche but like in my editorial brain i was like how do we make ourselves like stand out a little bit differently just because and so i started focusing more on like editorials from like underrepresented voices and newer voices because that's something i focused on a lot when i was an editor like freelance editor for other sites before and it was something i was really passionate about in the horror space and something that we don't see as much i think some sites are doing it but like with the bigger sites there's such a focus on news and not as much of a focus on editorials. So we kind of shifted a little bit that way. We still do news, but kind of my goal has been more to kind of be that authority in the space and be that space for cool, different takes on things. And also covering, like, I love, like, I just reviewed a couple like weird ass European horror movies. So I love weird Euro horror that might not be considered horror, but horror, who cares? Horror is like such a fluid label, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I like covering stuff like that and just trying to differentiate us just a little bit in that space, just because, you know, so many people can report on every single thing happening and the same, like, you know, bloody and us can report on the same things. But I like trying to get a little bit out of that and have a little bit different angle into that stuff, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, you sort of like I, I feel like Dread Central focuses more on the people making the news than the actual news. Like you go in and like talk yeah. about why the people are there, why you're covering them and who they are. Yeah. And <clears throat> which I, I think is I really mean, important. Yeah. Yeah. And I love interviewing people. And I also and I like I love doing like I do a lot of our interviews and I love interviewing and I've gotten to talk to some really cool people. And I like talking to indie horror directors because like indie horror is so fucking hard to make so it's really cool to hear how people just like get their movies made and it's it's cool yeah it's neat that's a that's been a big uh a big focus of our um our our podcast too is really a giving giving voices to i mean we'll review bigger bigger releases you know the halloweens and stuff like that we review that because i think people want to hear that and our opinions on those sorts of things um at least i think we, they do i think people want to hear my opinion um but i've, I've thought that listening. my whole life um you know what i mean <laughs> um, you can ask anybody sitting with an earshot of me um but um it, it, you know there's reasons why i own like six microphones um but it's a um but um <laughs> uh but it's like when we, I mean, we recently, I think you did too, had Jennifer Reeder on the show and uh, she's like the coolest human being on the planet. And like, you know what I mean? And all these people like, like putting out, like making these, like, like grinding out these movies and getting them on shutter and getting them on like all these situations. It's, a, it's just a really cool, it's just a, like, I think as horror people were naturally like fans of not only just like the movies, but of the thing you know what i mean because it's a it's a whole vibe right yeah 
Absolutely. And that was not a ghost. That was my husband shutting the door. Um, my cats <laughs> open the door behind me. It's not paranormal activity. My cats are menaces to society. Um, I mean, fuck, if we could catch a ghost on show, I mean, I'd be all for it. Or <laughs> cats. Prayed, I'm I've, with cats prayed, too. I've prayed to capture a ghost on our show sometimes. Just leaving yeah, it so right. funny. Um, but it, like, it, I love the job. It is so busy, though, because like we're a really small team. Like It's me and my managing editor. And then like we have four staff we have three staff writers who like help us who do a lot of writing then we have contributors so like we're a pretty small team for what we're doing and like um our owner does a lot of like the web development stuff too which is really helpful but like a lot of it's just like two of us uh running the ship for the most part it's pretty small um, like, yeah i guess i'll read another article about <laughs> i know i'm just like okay sure Oxford um, comma? I love it. Oxford. I mean, like, I, no, literally, my, I'm like, where is the comma going? I don't fucking remember how to spell. Like, Grammarly is my best friend because I've forgotten how to use anything. Right. Like, people That's... ask me when things are coming out. I'm like, I have so many dates in my head that I don't remember a single fucking one of them. So right. I don't know when movies are coming out. I should know. They're in a calendar somewhere, but right. fuck that. Yeah. So, but yeah. The other thing that I like, I like what I've seen with Dread Central too is also like you guys have an entire branch of the company that also deals with film specifically like making film too oh yeah so you know it's like you have both the dread central like you know production and the dread central like film team as far as that goes and then you also have the digital stuff is that like a mm-hmm. thing that's connected to each other like do you guys work with each other on that sort of thing or are they like two separate entities yeah yes yes and yes and no so it's weird so dread central got purchased by epic pictures um i think 2016 or 17 and epic pictures is a distribution and production company and so when they came in they saw like opportunities with dread central but also to make a horror like imprint for themselves using the dread name so the dread it was formerly dread presents now it's just dread is our horror label epic pictures horror label but also like we are it's interesting we work as like it's really weird, I think, like, that's a, that ten, that, like, it's, it's a tension a little bit of, like, being a website, a publication, and being owned by a distribution arm, and, like, sure. uh, putting out movies, because we are kind of seen as a built-in marketing tool, which, like, totally makes sense, so we have to be really careful about, like, making sure they know it's a dread movie and we don't review them, because, oh, of course, if we review them, it's kind of, like, journalistically a little bit icky. <laughs> sure, So. Yeah. It's an interesting balance between those two things, but like we work a lot together and like I like the movie that I made is under the dread label and obviously like because I'm lucky enough to have that opportunity to be attached to that label and like I do work with the label because I like doing it, but not necessarily not necessarily totally attached, but like I work with them a lot because I help do some like scouting stuff and like script acquiring and things like that so like on top of that i'm also doing some like acquisition development stuff as well um for like indie low budget low ultra low budget projects kind of stuff specifically so so you so you're not busy is what you're telling me. You're telling me you got plenty of <laughs> spare time. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm into like, you know, mergers and acquisitions and, uh, <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, some small, small. I am like... also writing a book. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
It's how yeah, it's you see, how... you had to fill up all that free time that you had. Right. I, <laughs> have, I have a disease. Right. I, well, I mean, I think that like, you know, like most of us can actually kind of speak to that. It's like, you know, like it's like I need to I need to like, you know, I've, I've written I wrote two hard times articles this week. I did this podcast. I was on a comedy show last night. I'm going to Seattle to audition for a comedy club tomorrow night. I, you know, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I, creative. I, we're all insane. We're creatives are crazy. But yeah, exactly. like, it's also like how we keep ourselves fulfilled. It's so weird. It's just like, yeah, do whatever I say, we can. I say that I'm basically like the, uh, the, the speed bus um, where, you know, I, uh, I, uh, if I slow down, I'll explode. And I kind of <laughs> want, I kind of want Keanu, yeah. Keanu inside of me, but anyways, but it's a, um, but it's a, <laughs> um but yeah so no uh, good for you for uh like killing it and doing all these things and they're in shape of a big thing and like you know what i mean that, that, that shows and in like horror pushing indie horror that's and pushing just... indie horror like uh, well and like I, look no, i know this is a room of guys i'm so sorry but like <laughs> horror is really white guys mm-hmm. oh. i'm white but mm-hmm. i'm a woman and like there's not a lot of women in the position that i have like Andrea Supasati or Morgus killing it, but like there's not a lot of people like women in these positions. And I think, you know, I feel like it's my self appointed like duty. So, like, not just indies, but like try to do more stuff with queer. And I'm, a, and I'm queer. So, like, I really want to be a place where we can spotlight queer, like women, queer directed, women directed, or focused movies that I think deserve a spotlight. Cause that's like my 100%. interest. And so, sure. Yes, it, I should be. I'm I'm catering to our full audience, but sometimes I'm like, but we're gonna make you like some of the things. For sure, for sure. I, I, the, like, so. So we, you know, believe it or not, for, 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 you know what I mean? And this isn't like some sort of valor quest or anything like that, but, but it has been a big focus of this show to, to give, yeah. to give, to give to, to other people. So, I mean, like, so we, like, I really like support that, like in so many ways, because it's like so important for, it is, it is a bunch of white guys, you know what I mean? I do comedy and horror, which is like, like white dude central and you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean and it's like it, that and, is a caucasian resume and like insider trading um like you know what i mean and i steal land i you know it's uh it's um but it's but like like i i feel like telling the people like aren't you like like so we've been we've been uh, heavily promoting perpetrator Jennifer Reader's new movie on, yeah. our, on our on our things, you know, because we had her on the show and we've been heavily promoting it because, like, I just want people to go on and to go to Shutter and leave a five glowing thing just to like offset the people who are like, oh, this is a feminist movie. And da, 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 da. Uh. So it's like, what is the like, like, <laughs> like, what is the like? Why do you do like? And I just like as like, why is this like? Why are you so interested in only seeing? other white dudes do i just don't like i just like i just like all right well here's here's the fucking thing though and this is what i'm worried about with my movie coming out it's because they're seeing women in positions of power where they are exerting power over men and even if it's subconscious they're feeling very threatened and they get very angry when they feel threatened when it's like yeah (laughs) you are okay Women have be been threatened and maimed for decades in movies. I think you can handle a little bit of, right. a, yeah. of a script flip. Exactly. Like I mean, Sorry. it's yeah, it's um, 
Uh, it's kind of like when white comedians complain to me that uh, they're not getting stage time because uh, shows are too diverse. And you're like, um, uh, you, <laughs> you're like, you... uh, that's <laughs> why you're not getting me. stage time, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain something to you. You are not, you are not um, oppressed as a white guy in comedy or in horror. You know what I mean? There is just like, I mean, it's just not, I mean, you're just not, I mean, like there's, the science yeah. just isn't there for that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so science. it's, <laughs> it's I, um, like the math is bad for that argument. You know what I mean? So math ain't math and buddy is yeah. not <laughs> real quick on this topic. Cause I, I mentioned this to Jennifer reader and one of these things that I like about horror is that if you take certain subjects or you take certain types of horror films and you put them in the hands of a director who has knowledge of at least being even potentially in the situation of having that certain type of fear or having that certain type of worry or something like that the film translates so differently and like i don't think a lot of these fucking review bombing white dude chuds out there can even look at this and realize it you know because like you have one of my favorite movies probably i would say at least in the last 10 years is revenge revenge is oh my god so i have a massive thigh piece from revenge oh my god oh, yes. <laughs> fuck yes sorry fuck it's yes. like so awkward showing my crotch to your camera but like <laughs> oh, uh, too. like that yeah, is fucking amazing. I brought, that is. Piece, I wrote my entire master's thesis on revenge. So no kidding. The, my yeah. language. You are. You are. Yeah. We. We. Yeah. We. We promote. That's like we, we show off my, my baby yes. girl. Thousand percent. So yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like so, when I saw that yeah. movie the first time, I I saw that movie when it premiered in New York, and I remember because I watched it, and like people, you could tell the people in the crowd that were not on the fucking right wavelength they were just like this is fucking way too female empowering for me and they got up and like left and then God like damn women dude <laughs> and then at the end of it i was like i need to see that again immediately right. like that was so good and then from that point forward like whenever anybody is like i want like a brutal revenge movie i'm like literally watch revenge like literally yeah. watch that one well and i and i think with the great thing about revenge and because of the you know i think because of female gaze is the the like unlike other assault revenge movies it doesn't um it, it doesn't like make that part of it like exciting or cool it makes it really fucking lame and cowardly and disgusting how it is you know what i mean it's never there's no glory to it there's no anything it's just some fucking dirt bag you know what i mean and because yeah. uh, that's it, uh, that's how it is and then and then she unleashes it and i just think fucking personally like it, like when i watch that movie because it's actually a genre i don't particularly care for but like um um but when i watched that movie i was like this is the best and also they had to get blood in the middle of the third act more blood because they didn't have enough and so they i feel like out. they ran out of blood so i'm like yeah you know <laughs> so they also like, like spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it the fact that the dude who is like the main rapist the main piece of shit has to run around and slip in his own blood stark ass fucking naked is one of my favorite parts because it's so emasculating in yeah. the best way it was just like you could be bleeding from all your parts buddy it doesn't fucking you don't even know you could be bleeding from your dick you could be bleeding from any kind of the holes that she put in you like it was great i think most of these dudes though that the, like they're going to see horror movies 
where horror movies have moved on from like these are people that like get excited when for like a, they don't even get excited they'll be like oh new halloween's coming out and they'll go see it and they'll shit all over it because of some dumb reason or whatever and, and they get these people like like fireworks like that they love to go watch fireworks and then they go to horror movies and when they're a little too complicated they get mad yeah. and and like it's it's art and and these people don't like art they like talking a lot <laughs> right it's usually white dudes that think they know all about it and right. and need to say it but like you know it's fucking i i love oh go ahead it, well and it's just like it's it's always these people that want to be like horror isn't political stop bringing politics into horror and it's like you've never watched a horror movie in your entire life like <laughs> right, exactly. the entire genre is inherently political from the very right. beginning yep. of 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 horror literature stories everything like horror is always an allegory yeah <laughs> not always but like it's almost always an allegory it's a way for us to process contemporary sphere like it's an inherently political genre and you try to say things like take the politics out of horror it's like well then you have never paid attention to horror you just want to watch exactly. chicks get they just want to watch chicks get killed right and like right. guys in masks and like look there's a place for that but if you don't if you claim you're a genre fan and like you don't understand like the inherent political nature of the genre, then like you're not a fan. Like I'm just gonna say that. Like if yeah, you really sure. think that that's what your takeaway from the genre, then like you don't under you have zero media literacy. I would, I would and you just it, ha you hate and right. you hate women or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, like I, yeah. sorry, I, but <laughs> I, and that's a really big part of it too. It's like you know, like um, I you know I I feel like not only is horror like political in nature but actually like pretty much since the get-go pretty left-wing in nature not even just political just like this is like a like generally it's a calling out of status quo pretty consistently through it from like i mean uh dawn of the dead uh, uh you know what i mean you know the you know night of the living Mary dead Shelley like, wrote frankenstein to say fuck you to her husband exactly, like, right, exactly. like, <laughs> right. like bram stoker might have been queer like him and walt whitman might have had like a weird flirty thing going on like right. all of these people yeah. that like in like in the way back like are right are like on the outskirts of society because like mary shelley was they were like you're a woman you don't know anything and she's like uh bet oh, let me write she, she invented sci-fi yeah she invented sci-fi <laughs> like and like it's just what it's just it's just it's just such a it's not even an argument at this point about no. like horror comes from the fringes a lot of people who make these movies are deemed other have been deemed othered by like, james whale james whale who made frankenstein and bride of frankenstein he was an openly gay man like horror has been queer horror's been gay horror's been femme horror's been about all this shit forever you just don't know like I don't think a lot of people know about James Whale being queer. And I've been right. trying to scream that from the rooftops forever because it's like his movies have a queerness to them. If like, and again, I'm a queer person. I love subtext because that's really a lot all I get for a lot of movies. But like his movies, like The Old Dark House, have incredible queer subtext. Bride of Frankenstein, gay as fuck. And so <laughs> yeah. like anti-patriarchy. And so it's just like it's so frustrating to be like it's not we're not making it up like the text is right there my guy like i don't really know what to tell you 
And so, <laughs> I, you know, I think, you know, and I think part of it is, I love this conversation, um, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I, I love this conversation. I, you know, I think part of it too is just like this nature of being like obtuse that these people are, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they like the frustration of it. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, like, it, I've, I feel like it's like we don't really care about the truth that's like so blatantly obvious here we're just gonna put like we're just gonna say the stupid talking points every time they they do because we're being we feel like we're being emasculated and and you know what i mean and it's like you know what i mean and it's like i don't know i don't know if that makes any sense but i just feel like it's it's like it's like we're just gonna just ignore some some like simple realities that like like this 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 movement has always been about like you know and always like always every single like right wing situation ever has tried to stop horror movies throughout time you know what i mean like from the mpaa to the you know what i mean like it's we've we've you know like they 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 chopped up all those you know stupid friday 13th movies and all you know and it's just like it's a um it's like so why at this point would you be like we don't want any of this involved in really what the what the like the movement gave us you know what i mean it's also like when people when people shit on freddy's revenge i always get mad i'm like you didn't not like that movie you didn't like that that movie was gay that's why you didn't like that's like seriously. every time maybe yeah dude i'm like it's actually like rewatch it with some eyes that are not filled with homophobia you fuckhead right. it's actually a good movie yes the exploding parrot is really fucking weird but that's okay it's the best part of the movie i, I, I like that. weird like why but why not you know what the fuck exactly yeah. But it's just—it's um, a lot of people who don't like having their perspectives challenged, and horror. A lot of horror, while also very white and very male, a lot of horror, especially now, is challenging like perceived notions of like what like societal status and all the status quo. And I think people get really fucking defensive when they see themselves being called out on screen, and they get yeah. really shitty. And it's like, ooh, yeah. you really don't like that. That hit a nerve, didn't it? And you don't even know it hit a nerve. And it's just very interesting. And I think it's it's with the, the 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 creators too. For for years, it was like you know you'd have a hit movie, and then they'd hand scripts and movies to white dudes that didn't even really seem to care about horror. You know, there were a lot of people that were put into positions of directing movies who didn't care about what the you know they were just doing it for the studio or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Where whereas when you look into the indie stuff, you're get you're seeing from black, queer, other like all over the world, like every all these different like we're watching movies from where was where was a, a slashback from? Uh, so that was from she's that Canadian, was, but that's a Nux. I think it was yeah, uh, it was like Nuxa, which is um that is an island where that uh those the Inuits live yeah yeah super super fucking cool that movie ruled and or like, like blood it was really cool and yeah which one yeah blood quantum, blood quantum. it's another one saloon the south did you guys see the south yes african? yes that was south so Af amazing uh, that one was fucking incredible yeah. that's south african you know right it's insane, man? It's kind of funny because, like, sometimes I'll also like when no I Senegal. Do sorry, Senegalese. Senegalese. I'm yeah. sorry. I just wanted to get the the country oh, no, right. right. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Um, 
one of the things that I do a lot of times when I recommend things to people like on Facebook right now, I'm doing like the, you know, everybody does their fucking like lists of like, you know, however many days to Halloween, like recommendations, things. And I'm doing 61 days to Halloween. And so I'm doing it between first off because it's cheaper. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I love Halloween. Uh, so whenever I recommend a movies on it, like I'll usually throw in like one here and there. That's like a mainstream movie that I think a lot of people just slept on. But most of the time I try to go at least outside of the range of what a traditional type of movie would be. So like if I like if I recommend a zombie movie, I usually recommend a movie like The Dead because the entire fucking movie is an all African cast and it's set in Africa in the African like Sahara. And it's like stuff like that where it's like see the other sides of these types of movies because it's not all right in the middle of white America. Like there's so many other voices. And also when people go out and like actually see those voices and hear those voices, as long as they actually are not being a shithead about it, they get introduced to so much good stuff. Just so yeah. many cool films. I've I found so, like Satan's slaves. Those two movies were both mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Um, what was, there's just been some incredible. For, and, for, and for, the, for the record, I had told Graham about Satan's slaves and he didn't watch That's it true. For, for like a year. And then I was like, no, this but then I immediately fantastic. watched the second one. Right. Yeah, after. Exactly. <laughs> <I loved laughs> I need to watch the second one. I love the first one. Yeah, I thought the first one, when I saw it, I thought it was like the best like haunted house movie I'd seen in like a very long time. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was like, scary. It, it was actually like the scary. The second one's really good. Yeah, the second <laughs> one's really good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're both really good. Um, well, and now, so, so speaking of movies, you have a movie coming out. Um, we could talk about, we could literally talk. If you want to hear me complain about it's like it's i could unfo- i could also unfortunately talk about that yeah, I mean, yeah it's yeah. just like well and i mean like and, and we'll, no we'll no talk about fun stuff and no and yeah, like, yeah. no woe is us or whatever but it's just like <laughs> like there's like it's just like i don't like i just don't don't want like those people like those people representing things so like it's like it's like no. just shut up you know what i mean like it's like quit <laughs> Quit making us all look so stupid. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like the- we all look like we all, everyone still thinks we're all like weird neck beards that live in our parents' basement. And it's like, that's not what horror fans are. Like, that's right, not well, what we are. Right, we're, all, we're not like that at all. I'm, I'm, no. a, I'm a weird neck neck beard that does stand up comedy um but it's a it's a um you know it's nice. a full beard but i have blue hair and take care of children so yeah we're all in the fringe here yeah <laughs> so bystanders um looks amazing. yeah let's let's cut out all this like down downer talk all right talk let's about talk rape about revenge killing men let's talk about yeah. killing these guys this is what my movie's about yes um, so I think actually that's how I found you. I, I, I found out about this movie. I don't even remember how, but I was so excited. It sounded so amazing. And I started looking into it and I found your name and that, and then I found out you were like editor in chief of Dread Central. I was like, wow, well, we have to have her on, but yes, please tell us about Bystander. Yeah. So Bystanders is a rape revenge movie where a young girl there's like three groups here. There's Claire and Gray, a young couple who are going to a wedding. There's Abby, who is a 17-year-old girl uh, getting right, who goes to this party with her best friends. And then there is a group of frat boys led by Cody. And 
it, the film kind of starts with all of these groups separate. And as we get further into the movie, they all kind of intersect as the frat boys um, drug and rape Abby and her friends. And when they wake up, they basically say, we're going to hunt. We're not going to have a little whore hunt to hide the evidence. They set the girls out into the woods to hunt them. Abby escapes, finds Claire and Gray. And uh, we find out that Claire and Gray have a, a couple secrets up their sleeve when the frat boys come come and knock in. So, oh, yeah. sounds sounds so, rad. so <laughs> right up my alley. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the stuff up my sleeve as per my uh, used to be an assassin thing at the beginning. I don't know. If that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like not, saying yeah, I will say they're not assassins. I okay. will say that they are not assassins. They are <laughs> not assassins. Um, <laughs> in your next movie, yeah. could you do uh, some yeah, assassins? I will. Though. I will. <laughs> I am gonna, now I'm going to make one about <laughs> Ghost assassins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ghost um, assassins. You know, your next is nearly that. Um, by the way, um, <laughs> but, um, um, you're not wrong. Yeah, like, uh, um, so that sounds amazing, and yeah. I like the. Um, um, it, my heart already hurts for the people, um, and <laughs> I am, I am glad that, um, that we've had the conversation we have because I feel like it's just going to be gorgeous. The, uh, <laughs> and You've got a giant revenge tattoo on your leg. So <laughs> right? I feel so... like this movie's in good hands. Yeah, it's in the that's best what, hands. That's what people keep saying. It's very funny. So I, I have like two big loves. Uh, rape, revenge, and found footage are like my two big like research, interests, obsessions, etc. Because those are like my niches basically and i rape revenge i have been a big fan of rape revenge movies for a while um but i really when i saw revenge um my brain kind of had like a it was like a big paradigm shift in my brain about like these kinds of narratives and so when i went to grad school uh for some fucking reason i went to grad school um i wrote (laughs) (laughs) biggest seventy five thousand dollar mistake of my life um but I wrote my thesis on revenge and the woman directed rape revenge film and how the rape revenge subgenre is experiencing uh, a shift from exploitation to catharsis. And I love films like Violation directed by Madeline Brewer mm. and Dustin Manitelli. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. MFA by Natalia Lee um, is also mm. incredible. Rose plays Julie is so good. And there's uh, Our Father, the Devil that actually just came out by Ellie Fumbi is like actually Ooh. like a. Oh, uh, I heard about that. It's And that's like one of the few rape revenge movies focused on black women, not just white women. So I rape revenge movies have a very important place for me. They're obviously very difficult for people to watch. I very much understand that. But like as I'm a sexual assault survivor and I am a sexual assault survivor who finds catharsis in these movies. And that's not always the case. And it obviously makes total sense but i see these movies as really important like we're really important processing tools for me when i was like figuring out a bunch of really complicated shit with my mental health and in regards to my own trauma and these movies have just been like incredible like tools for me but also just like incredible pieces of media that i think are tapping into things that like are yeah taboo but also like we can't not talk about them like I think there's such a call right now for like pure like like puritanical shit with like no sex scenes and movies and like what and like I always fucking see these takes of like we don't need rape in television and movies and here's the thing that's not true we need more careful handling of rape scenes in media but we don't 
eliminate them. Why would we eliminate them? I think it's so ridiculous to try to like sanitize the world it's, and try to pretend like these things don't happen. And what the fuck? Like this stuff happens a lot. And I think the problem is people don't know how to carefully portray it. And that's where the issue comes where, or it's, they see it as, oh, it's a really bad thing that happens to women. So we can use it as like a tool for her development. And it's like, fuck you. And this is like, when you go back with what you were saying about people who have had these experiences when they tell me stories, like, that's why, like, that's, you can't just look at rape as like, oh, let's have this really fucked up thing happen. It's like, well, what is, what are the psychological impacts of rape and like, why that it needs to be thought of more and more carefully done. I don't think it needs to be eliminated, but I think it can't just be used like a spectacle tool, which is why I love writing about these movies. And I'm really excited to have made my own to kind of add to that need and that that kind of like growing canon of movies that are rape revenge, but like flip the script and are trying to kind of imagine a different version of a subgenre that has such a sordid past. Um. Yeah. You, know, I, uh, you know, and like, I think like uh, you really hit the nail on that, you know, like, and I'm just going to bring, but like, I am a stand up comic and like, so a lot of comics complain that they can't say anything anymore and cancel culture and all this bullshit. I mean, at this point, you can pretty much be a comic in the Midwest and just walk on stage and go cancel culture. Am I right? Um, you know what I mean? And you'll get a laugh. Um <laughs> But like the thing, the thing is, is though, is like the and the big thing that a lot of like uh, comedians, particular comedians who were comedians, uh, were popular comedians before the um, you know the internet age, uh, complained a lot. But they're like, well, I can't say anything. Um, or and it's like the same thing. Like we can't do sexual assault or you know like rape revenge movies anymore because because you know because we we might offend somebody or something like that. And they're like that, no, that is like nobody's asking to not be offended. We're saying be more careful and you can still talk about things you can still do things just be better artists with it you know what i mean be it so it doesn't exactly. like just like i i i make tons of i talk about race i talk about homophobia i talk about women shit on stage i talk about all of those things i talk about all those things but i but i but i craft it so so it's not meant to be it doesn't punch down it doesn't do you know what i mean like you can write if you if you want to be if you want to be an artist and you want to be a real artist well then work with the challenges you're giving so we we aren't forgetting these great things that it, uh, you know like white guys can get on stage and like call out racism you know like 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 you can make movies that are about the you know we don't want to just like go well, you know just yeah. close it all off so it doesn't exist anymore it's just that we have yeah. to be better artists you know well like so like w dw madoff who is a, a white guy or, or i don't know i'm sorry he's a guy i don't know his race but he made this really good movie called pollen which is a rape revenge movie that i don't think anyone has seen it came out this year it's like super low budget but like he made a really good rape revenge movie too so like i'm so focused i'm very focused on women directed rape revenge movies but i also know that this subject can be handled by men men also can be sexually assaulted is also another huge mm -hmm. thing like right that's not that is a very real thing that happens that we also don't see a lot in these movies. And that's a whole other fucking discussion, but like, it's just open your mind a little and like, Realize you know, there's, that there's, there's a lot of men who are sexually assaulted as children too and, they, and that doesn't yeah. and that doesn't get you know what i mean that, yeah and i'm not exactly. saying exactly like, and I it's mean, like super it's like all very and it's like it's it's a whole patriarchal thing of like not letting men talk about that kind of thing and right. that's a whole disgusting horrendous thing in our society that like is terrible 
But it's like, you can talk about these things and make these jokes, just like be a little bit more thoughtful. Don't yeah. just do it for shock. It's shock. Like it's, you can't, shock value isn't going to cut it anymore. Like you gotta have a little bit more thought behind it than just being like, look, she got raped for 45 minutes and it's kind of fucked up, but like, look, <laughs> then she stabs him in the dick and it's great. Right. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like no. it. No, <laughs> no, really. But like, I see where you thought you were going, but like, <laughs> yeah. no. I, I feel like, and I feel like, and I could be wrong on this, but I, I, I kind of feel like you know, I used, I used to, as a younger person, be a big fan of like, yeah, I kill a pedophile, I'll kill a pedophile, and all stuff, and I still like, ultimately, like. Um, would value value <laughs> the, but the but you know i was talking to somebody who uh who was a survivor and somebody who worked with other survivors about it, and they're like yeah you know i bet you that feels really good for you but people have like really complicated feelings about their attackers a lot and like they, they represent a lot of different people in their lives and things like that so actually like saying those sorts of things turns you into a not safe person to talk about uh talk to about these sorts of things because now like we're sort of like you know you know what i mean and so it's like now it's like like if you want me to do it but like but now i'd rather just be like an open like hey if you if you are suffer i would rather be the friend that's rather than like 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 the chopping off the you know the spit on the grave like chopping off the penis and the the bathtub scene like that feels really like good for like dudes to feel macho like in those sorts of situations but like if the reality is is that like I can be better by like taking the step back from that and not like stroking my own ego and just being like an open book and being like, how can I support you? Not my anger and the, the toxicity of situations. I don't know. I feel like it's, it, that, that was a very eye opening conversation and kind of like, you know, one of those things you wouldn't have thought about, you know, if, you know, finally somebody was like, listen, like, that's great that you want to protect people, but like, but that's sometimes that's not what protection looks like, you know? yeah yeah exactly horror is one of those things also i think like when it comes to sensitive situations and it comes to sensitive topics like that like you know again when i said earlier when it's put in the right hands the story can be accessible to so many more people and i've talked about this one like rape revenge is one of those is one of those subgenres that now i really like because the voices have changed significantly now in the very beginning, like I, I think that I spit on your grave can cease to exist, and the subgenre can remain the same, even better. Because I think that movie specifically for me, when I watch it, I'm like, fucking nope. Like, just I there's two exploits. I was like, I found the story behind it is like this guy and his friend like found a chick who was naked who came out of the woods and he wanted to just like make a story about what happened like what he thought happened to her ick fucking <laughs> that's, ick that's no, so much worse it's literally his fantasy about what happened to a battered woman he found who came out of the woods that he took to the police oh, and he, that was is so, like, he was so fascinated by that that he like yeah. made a whole movie <laughs> oh, that makes it so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. my ass. I'm sorry. I guess no, I'm no, it's, I'm yeah, like, it's it's it's, like, it's, uh, it's like that is seriously like um, I'm so much more validated in the fact that I fucking think yeah. the movie can just die in a fire. Like, <laughs> right. Like, it's, like it's, uh, look, I get like I get it. I see it. I understand it. I own it because I'm a psycho. But like I hate it. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, fair. let's talk about Last House on the Left 
maybe and then miss 45 like those yeah <laughs> miss 45 i actually am a, a pretty big fan of yeah. i am also a big fan <laughs> yeah. of Miss 45 i'm a big fan of miss 45 that's that able for our created something totally different with that movie and it's like yeah. It, yeah it's exploitative but i also think i think he's playing with that grindhouse style that he also really plays into yep. and i think there's some really yep. interesting stuff going on with that movie but anyway yeah, yeah. It, it's rough. It's a rough subject. It's a really fucking rough subject. Like, <laughs> no, I, mean, I pretty much understand. Yes, yes. Like, I it's think it lot. is, but I think like I mean, like cathartic. Like I mean, I was glad that you used that word because after I used it, yeah. it kind of cool. But like, but it's um, <laughs> it's um. I don't know. I think it's like, you know, I think, uh, you know, in in like the movies of like um, like, you know, like Jordan Peele's making movies that are cathartic and stuff like that. It's like, you know what? Like, you know, we're going to think about like killing bad guys and like the bad guys. And this is how Sisu. we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it in our brain. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Sisu is like, is amazing. But, I need um, to watch that still. I'm so excited. I don't know. I know that I need to watch that movie. It yeah. looks like Sisu? very yeah. up my alley, Wonderful. like fucking yeah, like, nuts. If you, I thought if, I was, I was not sure because I'm really bored of Nazi movies. I'm like, can we do anything else? But this looks <laughs> like it, it, yeah. it, it, subverts that so I'm I, sisu that. could have been 17 hours long <laughs> of him just killing nazis good and i would have enjoyed every minute of it like it was oh, yeah. like like it is like it is funny and i like i hate nazis and i'm pretty cozy with that and um, <laughs> and it's been a big part of my life so like watching them get blown up with landmines and watching them get stabbed <laughs> through the head and i'm like oh this i'm like i should have written this movie they should have at least given me like one or two kills <laughs> one you know kill. what i mean they should have hit me up and they should have said like how should i do this i definitely would have had a um uh, a uh, uh, like a bone like a like a compound fracture um because that's yeah. a, yeah. compound fractures always always an award like always a always a winner and uh you know and more like beating with uh beating with uh dismembered arms but like um but it's a um it is fa it's fabulous if you if you like uh the john wicks and the nobodies and the, the the okay but here's the fucking thing i love that shit but then when revenge came out people are like this isn't realistic like she wouldn't have survived what? that bitch have you yeah. watched any what? other revenge yeah. movie that a man right. has ever written and starred in <laughs> right. it's not supposed to be it's a it's like it is such an obvious phoenix from the ashes metaphor that right. is like playing with these expectations of what women go through in these movies it's about the fucking shit you put the body through and she still gets through it like and it's just like it, this isn't realistic i'm like it's not supposed to be the entire thing is like hyper like hyper stylized yep bright colors the colors are way out of yeah like, yeah it's so good they didn't they didn't and so Right. yeah it's just like very bizarre when people will love movies with guys where it's like you can suspend disbelief but then this happens and you're like well this isn't exactly re real life and it's like oh but so when the tables turn women can't have these fantasies right. women aren't allowed access to these revenge fantasies and like what it looks like to get because that's what bystander isn't as fantastical as revenge but i will say there is that kind of vibe of like like big catharsis and like big, not as much there's like there's like this really interesting tension we try to like strike between like these really awesome kills but also grappling with the idea of justice and like how getting is getting revenge like what does that do to what does that do to somebody so we we like kind of hit that balance of yes the catharsis but also kind of playing with that idea of 
what does justice actually mean? Uh, I, I want to see this so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you sold us. When does this come out? Uh, I just got the assembly cut today, so we'll see next early next year, mid next oh, year. Fantastic. Yeah. Fucking wait. Yeah. I have a I have a specific question for you on this one on this subject because especially because of the whole catharsis thing. So there was a movie that came out uh, directed by a woman. And it is um, in the rape revenge genre. I sent, I told my friend to watch it. She got to the end of it. She said, I'm so fucking angry that she had to go through that. But I'm crying because she doesn't have to go through it anymore. And it was this movie, The Nightingale. Oh, yeah. So The Nightingale... <laughs> The Nightingale, when I tell people about this movie, whenever, whenever I tell people about this movie, because like a lot of times somebody will ask me for a movie suggestion, they'll be like, I want a movie that'll fuck me up. And I'm like, do you want your day fucked up, your week fucked up, your month fucked up? Like you, you tell me which one you scale. want. That's a really yeah. good scale, honestly. Yeah. Day, week, or month. So if they say they want like, I want one like that's going to fucking get me. I always say a lot of times I'll say the Nightingale because I'm like, you got to get through the first 30 minutes. The first 30 to 40 minutes you got to get through because that's the hardest part to get through to watch, like just visually. And then by the end of it, you're going to be so exhausted with catharsis that she went on the journey that she did that you're going to think about it for a fucking while. I've had zero people come out of that and be like, I didn't like that movie or I hated that movie or like, I don't ever want to watch that movie ever again. They're like, that movie was fucking brutal, but I want to watch it again. Like right now, like what's your opinion on the Nightingale? I fucking love Nightingale. Um, I love it's how do I even describe when I saw it in theaters? I was like, I was just having like a full, I was just crying like the whole time. Um, (laughs) It's, this it's so fucking awful but also a beautiful way of looking at oppression and colonialism and like looking at revenge not just it it has that rape revenge angle but also talks about how in the aboriginal people are persecuted and how they themselves are trying to find some kind of autonomy and this really interesting look at like hierarchies of power and a ton of like catharsis but also not catharsis and it's just so beautifully done and jennifer kent said you like the Duke have something completely different that will ruin your life and it's just so beautifully done and so hard and difficult to experience but i also think it's a really important story to tell um yeah i mean like it's fucking brutal but it's gorgeous yeah. yeah this has been um this has been uh, like a really great show episode so thank you so much for, for joining <laughs> yeah. us I, I, mean, um, I, I will really quickly say um i am in the camp of promising young woman is an absolute garbage fire i think it is a huge setback in terms of rape revenge movies for women and okay. that is wow. how i feel about Whoa. that and i have been very vocal about how much i think that movie is not good and i know it was directed by a woman because you know what feminism is being able to say that women can make bad art too <laughs> we are just as capable of making bad art as men and right. that is equality everybody <laughs> <laughs> I like that you threw out that hot take too, because a lot of people would definitely be like, 
what like there was, oh yeah i know yeah. oh i know but i think it's hot garbage but that's me, <laughs> that's me. again that's my opinion Listen, we love hot i know a lot too. of i love i know a lot of survivors liked it but i think it's uh i actually know a lot of survivors that straight think it's hot garbage too so yeah you're not, you're not <laughs> in a super really lonely camp <laughs> quite quite white trash um well cool um do you i mean we could talk about this forever so bystanders we could really like, like there's a it's it's a really huge sorry. and we're also yeah, all so pretty much in the same camp so that's good <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead yeah. but i'm excited for it to come out i'm really excited about it i'm really proud of it it's it was made with like very little money with a very tiny crew um very indie low budget situation but I'm really proud of what we were able to do with like such limited resources. So yeah, I'm excited. When did you start? When did the process of this start with the movie? Like when did you start making this? Uh, I've been trying to get this movie made for like a year because of the script. Like I loved the script. Um, We, we started filming at the end of July of this year, but we had been like prepping and working on it since like March, like in like a full capacity, but I've been trying to get this made for a while, but yeah. So this is like, so, a, this is like a full blown labor of love. Yeah. A massive, massive full blown labor of love. Um, yeah. So be nice to it when it comes out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we had not a lot of money and a dream. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh horror fans are um are uh, you know a lot of fun um and i love them um and hate them all at once um and yeah we'll uh, see what happens when this comes out i'm sure it'll be a lot of those chuds coming out of the woodwork about yeah, this one but it'll we'll be like oh it's not like you know you hate men yeah apparently yeah i do fuck off kind of it wasn't a, it wasn't really a secret my dude like did you watch the movie? No, i don't like and here's the thing i don't hate men i hate rapists so don't be a rapist and you'll hey. be yeah the and, people you know, who die I, in this are rapists and if you're uh, if you are mad and killing them then maybe you should go to therapy um but... I, I, you know i heard uh, this like i think like i think that you have to like and this is coming as man and like i'm, I'm not like real like this isn't like a, another valor take or anything like that but like i heard a story once about people like 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 living in the middle east and uh they talk about the worst part of their day isn't when the drone strikes happen it's that they can hear the drones flying in the air all day and you like live under the 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 this like we could have a drone strike at any moment so it's like this like constant thought in your mind every time you can hear the drone that like maybe it's going to blow up where i am right um i kind of feel it's like that with cops and it's like that really with men like you know what i mean like it's it's like yeah it might it is definitely not all men and there's a lot of good good men out there i'm certain you know and you know i try to surround myself by them but the problem is is that there just isn't like like who knows when it's gonna when it's gonna be the bad guy you know what i mean and who like, like who knows when that fucking bus driver is gonna pull over and literally stop his bus and and fucking accost me on the street like right. who knows like what fucking piece of i literally have to tell my husband do i look like i could get catcalled if i leave the house by myself like it's gotten so bad for me 
Like I cannot leave the house without someone saying something out of pocket to my face. And like, right. And it's like, and, 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 they just, and they just don't understand that it's a threat. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, what, because it's like, you gotta be able he to see Followed pop- me the other day. He followed me just like, it, just another day. A man followed me out of the fucking train and was harassing me about my tattoos. Like, Ugh. sorry. Cause my, I had my low cut shirt on. I was like, are you kidding me? Fuck you. I can't wear shit. Sorry. I'm just on my no, 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 like hippie guy would come in to like pick up like uh like i work at a grocery store and he would come in to pick up like a spoiled food um for a shelter and stuff like that so like you know hey on the surface good guy but he was real huggy and finally one day i had to just say to him like dude like like don't don't (laughs) and he was like oh oh i you know like and i understand like particularly for boomer men like being able to like that that was like their way of showing they were cool or like not like the cold like their dad but i'm like that time is past keep your fucking hands to yourself <laughs> you know what i mean it's pretty much what i told him you know what i mean yeah. like it's like like don't touch anybody don't and particularly don't touch women like that you don't know or even that you know that aren't you know yeah, I mean? I just fucking it's, don't. it's really not that hard it's just like don't touch me yeah, it's hard, like people man. in New York actually apologize for it when they're on subways. Like that's how much it's not cool now because like they'll actually be like, if you touch somebody's fucking hand or something, they'll be like, oh fuck, yeah, dude, like, sorry. Yeah, straight up, they'll just be like, oh fuck, sorry. But if it's like if it's a dude and like if it's a dude that touches a woman by accident, like there's a drastic difference in their reaction. They're like, oh fuck, I'm like, I'm sorry, like didn't mean to that type of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, didn't mean to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's, I I want to see that change more. Like. Just fucking don't touch people. Just don't do it. Um, Mary Beth, you are welcome to come on our show at any point. And, anytime. Uh, and, and anytime you need to like vent about shitty things yeah. that'll happen, you can just like <laughs> you can just hit us up and be like, can we record an episode where I just we're like, all about it? I'm just all about it. And like this is what we're like, this is like our deal. Like we want to talk about like real shit and talk about like you know what I mean, and like give voices to people and like and everybody who listens that. to uh, anybody who listens to this, hopefully they're like, oh yeah, wow, you can actually like be dudes and like not like and go, yeah, like fucking don't. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that. Literally simple. just don't. If you're thinking yeah, about literally. doing it, don't. And <laughs> don't. Dude, just don't. Like if like I grew up in rural. If you even have a if you even have a like a as a moment in your head, you're like, is that creepy? Don't do it. If you have yeah, exactly. you think it might be creepy, it's creepy. Don't do yeah. it. If I, I, and like look at every single human being that you deal with, um, no matter how society has tried to teach you as having agency. You know what I mean? Like just look at and because I, I think that's at the core of it. Like they just don't truly believe women have agency. And you know, and like and they think that, like, oh well, she wore this shirt, you know what I mean? And that means this and that. And it's like she got to do what the fuck she wanted to do. Like, you know, you know, I mean, it's that simple, right? You know, um, anyways, we can, like I said, we can talk about this for uh, a long time. Um, Let's do Sinister Six. Are you, are you ready for the Sinister Six? The, the, the more this is. I'm very ready. I'm okay. very ready. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Uh, first one, pretty easy. Freddie or Jason? Freddie. I could, I could see that. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's he the just, difference? Uh, he, yeah, I just love him. No, no, you... fucking weird dream weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can answer these questions as long or short as you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, answer. cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, What's the difference between thriller and horror? Ah, I fucking hate this goddamn question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there is a difference. That's not to you. I so I legitimately asked someone the other like I had a director. I'm like I don't really like horror movies. I like thrillers. I'm like okay, so what's the difference then? And they were like, oh, like they weren't ready because I feel like people want to. Oh yeah, I feel like people and I I knew what you were asking. I was like, fuck you. I feel like people like. People just want to seem like, oh, I don't horror. I'm I'm above horror, so I like thrillers. I'm like, shut up. Like they're the same thing. Psychological thriller. It's a horror movie with a serial killer in it. Like I, right. it, everyone's so scared of the word horror. I'm like, whatever helps you sleep at night. But I don't the think horror. I, I actually think is the uh, dominant genre because it can take in every yeah, other genre. Absolutely, no other genre can take in nope. every other genre, but horror and, can. And I think thrillers are just people's way of saying I like horror movies, but I don't want to tell people I like horror movies or I don't or I don't know that much about horror. And I think it's a bad genre. And really, I actually love it. I just don't know it. That's actually, I think, pretty common. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What horror movie influenced your taste the most? Um. The Strangers, I think. Oh, wow. oh. I think that, that is... one. I think that's, that's one of my one. favorites that a lot of people give me kind of side eye about. They do. I yeah, them, I give them side eye. It's yeah. I, you give me side eye. I give whatever. I, that movie. <laughs> that movie shaped how I love nihilism and home invasion and simplicity and yeah, I think that. It does that really well. Yeah. yeah. The nihilism, the nihilism piece is what makes it <laughs> yeah. so good. I think it's what adds. I mean, it's just like we were bored. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. literally, I, have, yeah. like we Which literally so fucked up. We're like, literally just I, doing I, this. I, I saw that in theaters when I was a teenager and it really like fucked me up that you could just make a movie where people were just inherently evil. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> and then it like, I think that it really shaped my perception of a lot of things and got me really into that kind of idea of like the inherent, like, People can be bad, like really bad. So yeah. I think Funny Games probably did that for me. And I get, they're very M- more well, more obviously than obviously they are so incredibly in conversation with each other. Like for strangers. sure, for sure. Like yeah, um, but yeah. I think the strangers also really quick. The strangers also did a thing for me where it kind of validated the fear of noises in the dark. Like yes, so, oh my god, yeah. The fact I that there's totally like, get that. yeah, like the fact that there was there, no score in it, all the stuff that you hear was shit that was happening in the house. I'm like, that's terrifying. Like that Joanna Newsom song. That what the, one of those? So when I there was a when we were filming, there was a tiny cafe, and one of the songs from that fucking score started playing on the radio. It was the song where um the friends coming in the house. And it's that like mm. mama tried, mama tried. Like that came up every time that comes on the radio anywhere. I'm like, it's the strangers. Like they're here. <laughs> they're here. So yep. anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you can pass on this one. Uh, it's our most passed on one. Um, so feel free. But I don't think 
you will actually. Uh, if you could erase <laughs> one movie from existence, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be horror. Uh, Jeepers it, Creepers. Good, there yeah. you go. Great call. Beautiful. There you Beautiful. go. Love it. Fuck Victor Salvo. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, it, like, <laughs> and it's just like the fact that there's still people giving him money is still ridiculous. Uh, and I mean, disgusting. like, disgusting. Yeah. And this wasn't, and this wasn't like, and the thing with him is that, like, and it wouldn't be right no matter what, like, no matter, but like, he was literally involved in this like terrible behavior, like making a movie. Like with an actor, like Francis Ford Coppola defended him. Well, of course, because you know, because all those people are in some sort of like gross league with each other, and it's about no respect for the old masters. Honestly, yeah, yeah, fuck them all. They're all disgusting, gross. Like I'm not, they're not, not even conspiracy theory. They're all just nasty. Like they all hate like everybody. (laughs) They're just gross, and they think they all trashed horror their entire careers until just recently. Right, they're like, oh, you know, it's pretty good there. Take a massive shit on you. Fuck you. Right. You made Jaws, you fuck. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I I mean, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, um, you know, Martin Scorsese wants to talk a lot of crap about a lot of different things. And it's like, um, hey, you know, at least superhero movies have black people in them, Scorsese. You know what I mean? Which for some (laughs) reason you've never been able to do. Like, I mean, like, like it's it's like one, not a one, not a one, not (laughs) Not a one it's 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 uh yeah it's but don't worry he likes midsomar so it's oh right right exactly that fucking pissed me off so bad i was like go back to your hole (laughs) right like don't you have another white gangster movie to make yeah fuck off that i am not gonna watch on netflix (laughs) fucking idiot um are ghosts real Yeah, I, <laughs> look. If, you, if there's one thing about me, I'm a buy into that shit. Like I, <laughs> like, yeah, science hasn't proven it, and I don't. I am not religious. I don't really understand, but like, I bet I think there's ghosts. I love cryptids. They're probably not real, but I love them. You know, like I am Hell so yeah. into just like be like being into it and kind of buying into it. Like, yeah, it's probably not real but i love it and i think it's cool so fuck it you know what i mean like that's kind of my philosophy about the paranormal stuff ryan told me the best story or like version of that and it it's exactly that it he went to well, you could tell it. Oh yeah, I went. To, I went. To, I am here. Um, I went to. Uh, I uh, went to uh, Loch Ness. You know. Um, Fuck and, yeah! In Scotland. Uh, in Scotland, and you know, like, I am a skeptic. You know what I mean? I uh, like. I like to believe in science stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but I will tell you that. Um, I looked for that goddamn monster every second. <laughs> I, I took a boat trip. Like, I mean, just like to look for I'm gonna and I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, like I, I do some fishing and I do some things like that. Like boat rides aren't like my like I wouldn't like normally go pay That's for a boat exciting. ride. You, you right. know what I mean? Like, like normally I'd go check it out. I'd be like, yeah, this is a beautiful lake. This is cool. But I fully took the boat. <laughs> <laughs> see because because i want to be proven wrong you know what i mean like right. i want it yeah. to be wrong i want it to be so like I. Yeah, I read yeah. like a skeptical thing about it once about how it's just like an impossible thing to have there's not even like the food source in there for any large aquatic animal there's like you know what i mean blah blah blah, blah all this sort of stuff they're like but like, yes there is a river to the ocean that some people have brought up but at times it's like four feet deep in the middle of like a city which would make you know a giant uh monster going through um 
Uh, but I looked every single moment. And, and then my new thing is, is that I'm kind of holding on to is, um, and I heard this from uh, the, the fantastic gentleman over at um, last podcast on the left. Um, the platypus was a cryptid. Was actually a cryptid cool. for a long time. And actually gorillas to Europeans was a cryptid for a lot of years. They didn't actually believe that there was a gorilla because nobody had ever seen one. Um, not no European had ever seen one. Um, and you know, they're the they're of course real smart about stuff. Um, so um, you know, so they um they did that. So my new thing is is if gorillas and platypuses can make it, so can ghosts and Bigfoot. I mean, I live in the Pacific Northwest. Like, like I would be. Are you sure you're not Bigfoot? I. You know what? <laughs> I'm not sure he's not. I, I am not that sexy. All right, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I am just not that hot. Because Bigfoot, not hot. Pretty right? good you know, Can we? Can we? Like, Bigfoot yes. hikes a lot. He's ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. Got that. Got that. My, my new thing. <laughs> he's a bear. Um, he's a- <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, my new thing is uh, ghosts are actually dead aliens. Now that aliens have been proven, that's oh, what yeah. ghosts are. All right, are. cool. See? So that's I'll why there's not go with billions anything. of them. I'll buy them. it. Fuck exactly. it. That's why there's not <laughs> billions of them. The aliens have only come down for a few years, obviously. So they're not everywhere. Billions of dead people floating around haunting about. So aliens, I think, make sense. Yeah. So that's my new thing. Yeah, with dead alien ghosts. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right, last one. Midsummer or hereditary? Hereditary. Thank oh, you. I, I can see yeah. that coming a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> Given the, yeah, uh, I'm the hereditary person myself, so I get it. Yeah. Everybody taking loves this, taking this, this taking this back to our older con- our previous conversation. When people ask me what the most fucked up movie Ari Aster has ever made, I always say it's a strange thing about the Johnsons. That's it's, the most. Fucked it, up. it sure fucking is. <laughs> that one right there. Yep, Jesus. I'm like that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, y'all think his shit is weird? Watch it. I wrote about his shorts. I was like, y'all don't know. Arya is yeah. a fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's a weirdo. You think, you think that shit's weird? Bo's afraid is more in line with what that what is going on in that dude's fucking brain. And that's why I loved it. Because I was like, this guy, see? This is what I want from you. You're a weird little shit. I wanted more of that weird shit. You know what I mean? Awesome. Like, anyway, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I have but I have always said that if... Uh, um, if every party was uh like every festival we threw some old people off a cliff i might go so um you know <laughs> yeah. like, we don't need you guys he'll just stumble off that cliff himself so um you know. <laughs> him and scorsese yeah it's awesome uh, <laughs> well that was, you, you you killed it on sinister six because of course you did yeah. and um you killed this episode yeah you killed this um so my cat's being really cute i'm sticking pictures of her really no, 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 that's okay. great. <laughs> they, usually cat cats. usually cats uh and these two's cats uh make I yeah there's usually one all right there she is i'm leaving uh, that yeah oh there's the she's baby. adorable yep oh yes <laughs> anyway um recommendation pad right behind us he's just chilling (laughs) recommendations are you jonas you want to go yeah yeah i'll go yeah yeah um so as far as uh movies go um doing two different physical medias first one is the movie frozen which I think a oh, lot of people yeah. slept on. I like that movie. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. And Ugh. it's also super cheap right now on Blu-ray, so you can pick that up. And the other one is one that's can, still one of my favorites, uh, Freaks. Oh, so yeah, good. Freaks is such oh, a good movie. Oh, that movie is so slept on. Yeah, it really yes. is. Oh, 
God, yeah. I so slept on. It's such a I, meal. That was like one of the what first. The fuck? It was so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. So good. It's like yeah. one of the best like superhero like like. It's it, so good. It's, it's so origin good. story. Yeah, and uh, and they made it for like what? Like what was it, Jonas? Like one hundred fifty thousand dollars? Dude, like they that? made that movie for so fucking cheap because like they've admittedly called in like some favors and shit. But that movie. That's on- the only way you get an indie horror movie made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way to do it without calling in at least six favors. At least. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they were talking about. They were like, we got lucky because we had some favors that we could call in and we were able to make this movie. And they made it for like less than $500,000. That movie yeah, looks so like cool. that movie looks, looks like great. it costs way fucking yeah. more. So yeah. good. But yeah, it's a fantastic movie. And those two movies, like I said, those two movies are ones that you can still get for like super cheap on Blu-ray. But if you don't want to get the physical media version of them, fucking find them on streaming, watch them. But um, I'm always down with sport and physical media. So those are my two recommendations for that. Um, Music, I don't have anything, but I'm also going to recommend a movie in the theaters that is not a horror movie. And I loved it so fucking much that I want people to go see it. And that is Bottoms. Oh, I need to see it so bad. I need to see it so bad. So funny. It is. It's one of those movies like, you know, I don't know if you remember the last time you saw a comedy where you laughed so hard consistently throughout the whole movie that you had a headache by the end of it. Like, it's one of those where it's just consistent laughter. (laughs) That doesn't sound fun. No, it's the best (laughs) kind of pain. It's the best kind of pain because, like, you've been cry laughing the whole time. They just chug some water and you're good to go. But like it was so oh. fucking funny. <laughs> so yeah, go see it as soon as you fucking can. Uh, I want to see that. Yeah. And that's my recommendation. That's all I got this week. All right. Real quick, I got for immediate release. Uh Macabre Mountains East Coast Red Carpet premiere weekend dates are now confirmed. Friday, August oh, third, October 13th at Crawford Theater in Cranford, New Jersey. 5 30 p.m. red carpet, 6 30 p.m. show. Saturday, October 14th. The Village at SCPAC Theater, South Orange, New Jersey, uh, 2.15 p.m. red carpet, 3.15 showtime. There'll be autographs and pictures and all sorts of shit there. That'll be super rad. All right. Fuck yeah. My recommendations. Real quick. I watched Bad Things finally on Shudder, and I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by... Queer, uh, queer, queer women <laughs> cinema. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty queer. Um, it, uh, Stuart Thunderdike directed it. It's about four friends that go to Thorndike. Uh, one... Thorndike. Thorndike, sorry. Did you um, say Thunderdike? That's actually like <laughs> a queer X Men. I might have said Thunderdike, yeah. You said Thunderdike, and I was like, as much as I love that, it is Thorndike. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. That's amazing. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's uh, uh, these, these friends go to one of them just inherited a hotel. It's like a three story hotel. It's not like, you know, a penthouse and everything but um they go there and they've got like their relationship kind of stuff throughout the group but then the hotel there's something going on there and it's so perfectly well done and Mm -hmm. just creepy enough and it's cold i love that like winter setting and and but you could still go outside but like they can't leave it's fucking i loved it um and the the joggers are evil which tracks (laughs) Um, (laughs) the joggers were so cool Um, yeah but yeah and molly ringwald is in it and fuck yeah um so that's just molly ringwald yeah and um and capra just released uh a new song called human commodity which is fucking great we had crow yeah 
a little while ago. It's uh, metallic infused hardcore, I think is what they call it. But uh, Crow is an amazing singer. She uh, has a, 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 just this like desire and passion and like just angst that's all mixed perfectly. I love her voice and it's just yeah. yelling. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's rad. So uh, yeah, New Capra and uh, Bad Things on Shutter. I am going for, uh, I'm going to re- recommend for, I think, the third week in a row, second week in a row. I'm going to recommend Perpetrator again because I just watched it again and it's still so good. It's actually <laughs> better the more I watch it. Like, it's like, it's so, it's so good and it just has that, it just has that energy. It's just like, it's just enough like Lynch and, and like, uh, you know, like it's just got enough of it to it. And, and it's fully uh, just like uh, Jennifer's other movies. And like, it's just enough. Like she, she puts her own stamp on that stuff and it's just a freaking great movie. And it's just got so much blood and it. it's, it's freaking perfect. Um, and lots of broken noses, which I, which I enjoy. Um, and also like, I'm still super here for the resurrection of Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she she made the incredible. Uh, uh, absolutely yeah. kills it. Um, I watched bones and all. And for, I don't know why I thought bones and all was going to be like gone girls. I was like, I never didn't like gone <laughs> girl or whatever, but like I did like, you know, like, like I just kind of thought I had like that Oprah movie book look to it. I knew it was about cannibals and I love cannibal movies. Um, like, like uh, I'm with you so far. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, that's but how like, I was feeling. Yeah, but like you know, but like you know, I love movies. Like, and when I say cannibal movies, I don't mean like Cannibal Holocaust. I mean like uh, like fresh and raw, and like you know what I mean. Like, uh, and you know, movies of that nature, uh, more modern cannibal movies. I guess I should. I think there's multiple types of cannibal movies. I mean, it's no. I used to be an assassin movie, but it's. Uh, but I like those <laughs> movies. And um, um, Bones and All is very, very good. I mean, it's super. Oh, it's. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it is it is so i love yeah, a heard... movie where you eat someone because you love them yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the best love metaphor mm-hmm. yep, yep. Yes. and girl uh, dinner. Um, <laughs> you've heard yeah. of girl dinner that's, <laughs> my girl dinner. Yeah, that's a real girl dinner that's a real it really dinner. is <laughs> um yeah i used to eat girl dinner a lot in, in college it was called what was in the fridge um but it's um <laughs> i actually didn't go to college but um but it's, um, <laughs> but it's um but it seemed like a good time to be eating that if you um but it, so um uh no it's just very good and timothy chalamet and I, I just had her on here and i forget her name but she she both she carries that whole movie she's very good the guy who plays like the creepy old guy does a really good job i mean uh, Timothy Chalamet is a really good actor. Um, you know, um, so that's it, annoying. Yeah, it is. It is annoying it is right. it, yeah. because yeah. you it's just really want annoying. it. It's it's like it was kind I of. I really like, don't want to like him. I really don't want to like him. But yeah. he's really good, and it's really. I hope when the Willy Wonka movie will really knock him down a couple pegs for everybody. Because yeah. anyway, that <laughs> yeah, no, seems I, like it might. That seems like it might. I, you know, I, you know, I hate to say it. I wanted to hate Brad Pitt at one point too. Like I, I really did. Like early on in his career, like I was like after like Legends of the Fall, I was like, that's it. That guy's just a just a pretty boy. Like now he's like, da, 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 da. and then he went on and like did like arty like movies like with real acting chops and shit like that. I saw True Romance and I was like, oh, that's. I like him now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but for me, my big my big switch with him was uh, Twelve Monkeys because he was like, yeah, he he did like something so like not 
like like a like something like a, somebody trying to sell themselves as a sex symbol role you know what i mean like you know it's like that's why i've always given tom hardy a lot of love because uh he's done two complete movies with a mask on his face at and, least yeah and um you know yeah. uh, dunkirk yeah. and and uh, uh bane you know and um so I give him credit because like uh, Tom Hardy's hot and, um, <laughs> and like, and like, it's easy. I mean, like, like Sylvester Stallone wouldn't do that dread movie with the helmet on his face. You know what I mean? He made it. And like, listen, like, I hate to tell you this, Sylvester Stallone, you are no Tom Hardy. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> um and lastly i am going to i i'm going to suggest i'm going to actually give a shout out to peacock for really piling on horror movies like they really have, like, trail yeah i mean they really like they <laughs> what a what a weird movie yeah it was weird, <laughs> it was weird. I but, it was a weird one. But like, it, like I, Peacock just has a ton of stuff on it, and like, the, like when Fangoria just like released their like movies like deal that came out, like, like two pages of it were Peacock releases, and like you know, yeah, like, yeah. they really stepped yeah, up for Halloween season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm gonna give them a shout out. And then <laughs> the last thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give an unrecommendation. Uh, to the, this is my favorite new theme. <laughs> yeah, I have this new. This is a new thing that I unrecommend something every week. Um, I'm gonna say that, um, like, like the NFL, like I saw an NFL ad today on Peacock, actually, and of course, and um, <laughs> and like it was so cringy that my face nearly got stuck that way. Um, it was so cringy <laughs> that my that my head hurt. Like, like, I don't like, I feel like the NFL and it's advertising specific, like, like are like if Mountain Dew, like a Mountain Dew flavor was a sport. Like it is like literally like <laughs> so hard for me to watch. And like, I grew up watching football and I just like look at it now with such contempt that like, or American football, I should say. You and me egg. both. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I just like, I just <laughs> I like, I, like, but like now I watch it and like the whole thing is they're like football's back and they're all like broing down and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, this is like a nineties frat party. Like, do you have like, yeah, you are so like, this is seriously the broiest, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So um, yeah. So I'm not recommending in the nfl don't watch I it i love it sports Co- are trash yeah colin Ka- for art and yeah, golf for the, for the leisure colin, colin kaepernick come on back yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's fine. Mary Beth, <laughs> he's take, take us he's out. a good one yeah um okay so since i've been talking a lot about women directed rape revenge movies and about like women and sexual assault i do want to recommend this movie called cronewood it is a full core found footage movie that actually Ooh. deals with male sexual assault in a really, really fascinating way that I haven't really seen before. So this is a movie that you should definitely check out. Uh, I try to sing its praises to everybody because it's like very slept on and um, it's really, really well done. So Cronewood, this is from 2017, um, but you can get the, you can get the Blu-ray on Amazon pretty cheap. You can find it online pretty easily. So if you're looking for more movies that grapple with um, women committing sexual assault, uh, Check this out. I think it's really interesting and also very important to see in the genre. Um, it's on. It's on Tubi as well. It's on. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, Tubi. Tubi is the greatest place for weird. So good. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, so definitely this one. And for a more recent release, I'm going to recommend a weird queer woman movie called Piaf, which is this crazy ass German movie about 
a woman who uh, works as a Foley artist for an antidepressant company and one day wakes up growing a horse tail because she's been <laughs> making, trying to make Foley sounds of horses. And it becomes this really weird movie about BDSM and sexuality and becoming yourself. And it's very queer and very vibe forward and very Euro horror shot on 16 millimeter, but it's really cool. It's weird as shit. But if you like that stuff, uh, I highly recommend that. That has just came out um, for music. Uh, going in just the trend of my feminine rage, Lingua Ignata is an incredible oh, artist. Yes. Um, <laughs> love her deeply. She just launched a new project. She's no longer doing Lingua Ignata. She's doing Reverend Christian Hate, Kristen Hater, um, which is her new kind of venture. But Lingua Ignata is um, her three albums are incredible if you want to listen to some really incredible like experimental rape I call it kids like rape revenge music because it's her processing her own sexual assault and like, that's a very good albums. way to yeah um it's incredible music and it's like she's it's opera and metal and it's just like the most I don't even know how to describe it it's just like a it's sonic haunting. experience yeah it's a sonic experience it's like listening to an exorcism or going to what I saw her live I said it was like going to a black mass it was like going to church but like for the devil it was really cool um yeah uh so definitely give her a listen she's amazing and what other things do I recommend? Um, I also just highly recommend Liquid Death Lime for all of you yes. out there. Severed Lime is a fantastic one. Yeah. Severed Lime is the flavor that I recommend. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are my uh, recommendations. Mary Beth, you are wicked, wicked awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're really Thank really you so much for having me. This was so fun. No, thank you. Yeah, you um, um, in the battle of the world, in the battle of nationalism, um, the stats have stayed <laughs> the same. United Kingdom in, two, in the second place. Um, America has actually taken a couple percentages, which I'm like I'm not going to complain about percentages anywhere, but like I'm just going to say, like, um, yeah, we I, I really get excited about people in other places listening to us, too. you know. So, like, I mean, like, <laughs> like, so UK in two, Canada, you're in third, New Zealand, you're solidly in fourth place now, Germany, you're still in fifth place, Australia, Sweden, Turks and Caicos are tied. Turks and Caicos, I gotta tell you, like, somebody from Turks and Caicos, please reach out to us and like tell me what the hell's going on in Turks and Caicos. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, Poland, India, Mexico. God damn, I love that you're listening to us in Mexico. Please, yeah, like, God, I love Mexico. Um, the Netherlands, France, Puerto Rico, you know, uh, Czech Republic. Um, thank you all so much for uh, ooh, Ireland, Ireland's in there too. Um, um, um thank you all so Ireland. much. Ireland, <laughs> Ireland, Ireland. Listen, I'm Irish and I already talked shit on <laughs> I'm Ireland. Today. You know, I'm Irelandish. Um, uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan, you, I want to mention this really quick, Ryan, because you mentioned the Mexico thing. Uh, Mary Beth, is the movie that's coming out soon, Satanic Hispanics, is that one from the Dread label? It is. Is it? Okay. That's what I yeah. thought. Because that looks fucking amazing. Like, it's yeah. really good. It's really good. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Uh, I got to be on set for filming the Edward Eduardo Sanchez one, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, it's rad as fuck. So awesome. check, it, check okay. it the fuck out. Do you yeah. ever want? Do you ever want to trade places for a little bit? Like you can, uh, you can <laughs> no. come tell my. Who. Yeah, you can actually. Yeah, you can have it. You can see how it sounds cool, and then you can see my inbox in my day to day, and then you'll want right. to kill yourself. Sorry, that's yeah. not funny. I should have that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, is it off color? Brian's actually just gonna grow hair so he can pull it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you can have, yeah, I'm surprised I'm not rare, to be perfectly honest with you. But anyway. <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon, so please go check out our Patreon. Um, Graham, we have the Army of the Goddamn. Who are they? They are right here. Uh, the Army of the Goddamn. We got Drew Muldowney, Stephanie Gurley, Katie Wyken, Chris Fortune, Alan Graham, Bacon Bits the Cat, Angela, Jasmine Pettit, Jason Daniels, Jake Jolly. Ron Knobloch, Kristen Pearl, Manny Velazquez, Velazquez, and Coleman Rosenberg. Um, I know Jasmine Pettit really well, and, she, and uh, uh, one of the best people I know, truly, so a big shout out to them, because they are uh, a really cool person. Um, also, shout out to Bacon Bits the Cat. Yeah, totally. Right? Bacon Bits yeah. the Cat. <laughs> I, like, I just like Bacon Bits the Cat, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon, bacon Bits bacon, is the bacon shit. Bacon Bits shows up. But, um, and thank you all for tuning in, wherever you are. Please remember, if you are struggling, and this world is... Uh, Hurts. we've all been there please reach out to us we all need you to stick around uh, horror people gotta stick together and we got your back through anything um and uh we love you and take care of yourself please and uh, until we see you next time please go start some fires and break some glass thank you